Well, hello, and welcome back to another scary episode of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth. We got some scary, scary stuff for you today. So scary. It to scare the pants off of an ant. But we got some scary stuff for you today. And I hope you enjoy. <laughs> well, hope you like that corny intro, but this is me, the one and only, Stephen Booth. And welcome back to Ghost Stories Told from the South. This is episode 96. Four more, guys. Four more weeks. I mean, yeah, four more weeks, four more episodes. And uh, that's 100, baby. And uh, that means uh be doing it for about two years. But the big shows, when we do the uh, 104th show, that one will be the... Uh, that one will be the last one for the season. Can't believe we're going to be closing up season two and getting season three ready, guys. It's been a joyful, joyful trip, and I love it. I love it. I love it. But, yeah, I just want to say thank you, guys. Our numbers keep growing. Uh, if you're listening, wherever you're listening right now, start following me. Get some downloads. I'm everywhere. And, uh, yeah, anyways, just want to say thank you to everybody that uh, – listens and downloads and all that and uh just want to say thanks it means a lot to me yes it does it's like i said man i do this from my house i don't make any money off of it i'm just raw dogging it right now hopefully i can build my fan base up like it's growing and one day do this all day long for a living have some great stuff i can dig up but uh, that'd be great but anyways just want to say thanks and uh you guys you guys are cool, man. But yeah, I guess I uh, hope you're, like I said, hope you're having a great uh, week at work. Uh, today's Wednesday for you guys, so it ought to be gravy. And tonight I got the house to myself. The kids are uh, gone for spring break, so daddy got the house to himself. I can record in the studio. Now the dogs are being freaking good for once. I mean, life is good. I better shut up. Something's bad. It's going to happen. But, yep, hope everybody out there is doing great and uh, awesome sauce. Well, I got that out of the way. I guess we'll uh, get on with our first story. Our first story is about the Yazer, the Yazo River. Apparently, this river connects into the Mississippi somewhere. It didn't give me that information. But where all this goes on is right there where the Mississippi and the Yaza river meat okay here's our story a woman lived along the banks of the Yazoo River as a hermit in the 1800s she was as uh, she was uh, she was not real good to look at and she was uh, mean too people avoided her no one knew her name she was an object of scorn and, um, mi and misery. 
In a quiet voice, people whispered rumors about her and her uh, vile pastime. It was said that she was uh, that she would lure unsuspecting fishermen into her hovel, into her home, and kill them in very in various ways, including by poison. Ooh, she'll poison ya. Then she could bury them in a uh, bury them in a nearby hillside and do a dance on their graves. No one uh, bothered to confirm this by looking for the uh, man's bodies. Joe Bob Duncan, a youth, knew of these stories and her uh, reputation. He was guiding his uh, raft his raft down the Yazoo River, down the Yazoo one autumn night. In eighteen forty in eighteen eighty four. Then he heard moaning from the inside of her home. He uh steered toward her aban uh, uh he steered towards her hut to investigate, then walked towards the uh, place of horror of horror. Carefully he looked through a window and saw a sight that filled him with terror. Two dead men were lying on the floor, and the woman was dancing around, uh, dancing about them, dressed in a filthy dress, arms outreached in a uh, weird position. Joe Bob ran back to his raft and got and uh, and guided as uh, swiftly as he could towards uh, town to tell the sheriff. What if he witnessed uh, what he had witnessed when he saw what he saw with his eyes confirmed the rumors by the uh, local town people? One uh, one account states that the sheriff and his deputies rode to the uh, home on horseback, while another uh, another. Others declare that they rode in on a horse and buggy. So we got two stories. One saying they rode in on a horseback. One saying horse and buggy. I don't think it really makes that big of a fucking deal. I really don't. Just saying. Okay, they heard the sound of footsteps crunching in the falling leaves. They saw the old woman running towards the swamp area. The sheriff yelled to stop, but she pay, uh, she paid no mind. And Joe Bob would later tell his children and grandchildren that she looked like a ghostly scarecrow and did so even even on his deathbed. By the time they reached the old woman, she had sunk into some quicksand up to her neck. Her scared face was all they saw. She shouted to them, she would return. So they seen her nasty ass scary face. And she was like. I will return my kitties. <laughs> 20 years later. People remember. Uh, people's memories of the uh, witch of her curse faded. Most people had forgotten about the. Uh, about it or attributed it to their uh, demented uh, ravings of. Manuscule old women of the manuscule old woman. On the morning of May twenty fifth, nineteen o four, a woman who lived on Mount Street was getting ready for her wedding. 
she went into the parlor to get either her trousers, trousers or wedding gifts. Anyways, to show her friends. Again, the account vary, however, as with the uh, sheriff and deputies riding on horseback or on buggy. This is, uh, really don't matter, so I don't keep why they keep referring to little shit like this in the story that don't make, it ain't telling us nothing. Anyways, both accounts agree on what the man saw in, the, in 1884. The gravesite and the horror that was soon visit Yazoo City. Apparently a servant had knocked a lamp over in the parlor and there was a small blaze. There were strong they were strong usually for the for this time of year. Winds quickly spread through the fire spread the fire into the adjoined uh into the other buildings, then spread out into more homes and into businesses. Firefighters from Jackson Greenwood tried to help the uh ones from Yazoo City. It was too little uh too late. <coughs> Uh, no business buildings were left standing in the downtown district, and many fa many found residents were destroyed. More, uh, many homes and residents were destroyed. The city was in ruins. The next day, some of the residents who remembered the witch's cursed curse visited the gravesite. One account states that a chain was uh, broken in states that the chain was broken into in the other that a, a link was missing again it two various of the stories that don't really mean anything right now the story has been passed down through so basically then people went back to her uh tombstone and busted it up basically stupid see you don't do that if a woman puts a curse on your fucking town and then she burns it down, people, I would highly recommend not go back to that woman's tombstone or that guy's tombstone and uh, do that. Yeah, you're bringing more mojo on you. So that's basically what these guys did. The story has been passed down through generations, varying only in trivetting details, but the accounts agree that there was an evil, ugly woman who lived by the banks of the Yazoo River. And Joe Diggin saw what he he did. Uh, two skeletons were found hanging from the uh, rafters as well as uh, carved up cats in the attic too. Oh my God. Wow. The ugly, spiteful woman drowned in the quicksand after she said she would return on May 25th, 1904 to burn the town down. There was a fire that devastated the town on that date. Ooh-wee. Everybody in town hated her. She uh, would rise out of her grave on the morning of that May 25th of 1904 and burn the town down. With having uh, her head disappeared into the, with, you know, her saying when her head disappeared in the quicksand that, I will come back and kill you, or wipe the city out, whatever she said. Her body was retrieved with the aid of three of the uh, branches and pitchforks. Uh, 
She was buried. She is buried at the uh, Glenwood Cemetery with a stone marker with uh, the initials T.W. inscribed on it to mark her grave's location. The sheriff ordered the strongest chain he could find to be placed around her grave. His words were that if she could break through the chain and burn down Yazoo, she deserved uh, to burn it down. Okay, well, anyways, that's pretty fucking crazy. A witch that came, uh, that's, I mean, that's, I don't know. That's what, you gotta be nice to people, man. You don't know who you're gonna piss off, you know. She might have been a nice little old lady witch, just, you know, killed a couple people. Wasn't no big deal. No, I'm just kidding. She was a witch, man. That's crazy. Can you imagine being that guy that stumbled upon that and seen that shit? Yeah. Well, I'm going to apologize because I think, uh, think this one's going to be a short uh, episode today, but don't worry. Next week's will be better. Or it'll be longer. So, all right. Well, let's do the next one, my friends. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, the next one is the Tom Bigby River in Alabama. As 13 Alabama ghosts in Jeffrey relates, people close to the Tom Tom Bigby River sometimes hear music drifting towards them from the water. Often accompanied by screams of people uh, begging for rescue. Some people even see the ghost of the Eliza battle floating down the river towards the uh, never reach towards her never reached destination of mobile it's certainly a chilling tale perhaps even more so since all the uh, events leading up to the uh, phenomenal steamboat's appearance were so ho- 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 were so scary perhaps if it's the fact that the ghost stories were born of a true story that makes it so frightening. Or does the line between fact and fiction play a part in that story? Nobody really knows. <laughs> but apparently, there was a uh, steamboat that uh, sunk on this river. And supposedly, like they say, you can hear, like, uh, people partying on a boat or something and the, it, the, you're in the water or on the shores and it's like coming to you and yeah just crazy stuff like that and then the uh, of course the Elizabeth she, Elizabeth the uh, Lisa battle it was a ship apparently <laughs> probably I think no this was a steamboat kind of like battleship thing but uh, yeah it had an accident and it uh, all its crew died at, at, at the in the river so yeah that was pretty chilling so yeah watch what you doing out there well let's go to the next one okay 
the Black Water River is also a popular tubing spot with a dark past. A woman with long black hair smelling of rotten flesh haunts the water and will attempt to drag you to your death. If you cannot escape her uh, clutches, no matter what is causing people to drown in the river, it would be wise to be careful when you're taking a dip. The Blackwater River, of course, has a long, dark history. Some would say that the uh, fl that Florida is too is too sunny of a place for darkness to threaten people. But in Blackwater River, is Blackwater River is causing more death than any other body of water in the region. I did not know that, so don't go there swimming. The stories tell of a woman with long black hair smelling of rotting flesh haunts the place and drags to you and drags and drags to death everyone who isn't able to escape her clutches. So apparently people have escaped, but I'm too fat and too old and I'm not that good of a swimmer, so I'm not gonna chance that place. While experts have come with some uh, some explanations for the uh, smell people sometimes feel when they uh, come across the river. The legends of a creature that uh, clutches people when they uh, drive into the water too many to be ignored. Oh, okay. Well, when people dive into the water, are they? Uh, that's when they're getting uh, snatched up and stuff, apparently, by that's crazy old uh, ghost okay okay here's some more stuff on it and it's a favorite place for canoeing kayaking camping in Florida's and it's in Florida's panhandle streaming through undeveloped lands paddling through the river is uh, said to be like going through beautiful tropical rainforest. But beware for the black, the black water has two mysterious, sinister residents in the mist. Locals will warn you to be careful when uh, taking a dip. They said that there is a deadly pale looking woman with long black hair. Smelling of a rotten cooter who will drag you into your death. And it don't say anything about this other one. So far, lucky have it. Okay, well, anyways, there's a creature supposedly in this place. And this woman with long black hair that smells of rotting flesh. So, <laughs> if anybody's in Florida and has been to the Black uh, Blackwater uh, River, tell me about it. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, what do we have next for you girls and guys? Okay, here's our next one. This is Beaver Lake in the French Board River in North Carolina. While enjoying a lecherous paddle along the edge of the Beaver Lake, 
don't be surprised if you catch a sight of beavers, turtles, and maybe a ghost or two. Man-made Beaver Lake near Asheville, North Carolina is said to have a reputation for ghostly activities after a number of drownings and apparent suicides that have, uh, that have happened there. According to the local, local, according to the local folklore, the lake shore is haunted by two spirits. One is believed to be that of a young man who drowned in the 1970s, while the other is that of a young woman who is thought to have committed suicide. She is said to be seen on the dam looking down over the water. While the ghost of Beaver Lake seems to be the be lost in sadness, the uh, siren of the French Board River is bent on uh, friendshipness. Whatever that is supposed to mean. Talking about ghosts, not friends. I'm just saying. Okay, formed some three million years ago, the uh, French Board River is one of the oldest rivers in the world as it flows through Asheville, featuring great hiking, biking, and unlimited unlimited paddling uh, on the rivers. This is uh, as long as you can avoid the, the siren. Based on the Cherokee legend, the siren of the French Board River seems as old as the river itself. The story first appeared in 1845 and was later retold in the Charles Montgomery Skinner's 1896 Myths and Legends of Our Own Land. The tale involves of a uh, beautiful dark... a beautiful dark a dark a beautiful dark skinned and dark haired woman who enchants her young lovers to the uh, upper reaches of the river that are filled with rapids and whirlpools luring them over closer and closer to the uh, water she appears to be in the nude and at the edge of the water when reaching for her your warm skin suddenly becomes scaly and cold, and her face turns into a grinning to a grinning skull of death. A loud devilish laugh rings through the forest as her victim is yanked into the water, never to be seen again. So if you're here and you see a naked fine ass chick, uh don't try to go take her home, guys. She's gonna put your ass in the water. <laughs> Let's see what it says. Uh, the okay. The Knickerbocker State is a uh, bison for ghostly tales and haunted places. Oh, this must be another story. Okay, well, this is uh, of the Hanson Lake, I believe. So. Everybody ready for this one? This is my last story of the day. Yeah, sorry this story, this episode short, but the next one won't be. 
Okay, the uh, Knickerbocker State is a bi- is a bison for ghostly tales and haunted places. Following the Hudson River upstream from New York City, you will come across the town of Sleepy Hollow, where Washington Irving penned his classical tale of uh, Isaac Hood Crane and the Headless Horseman. Keeping following the river, the river even farther, and you will reach Bear Mountain State Park or Bear Mountain State Park in Hessen Lake. Perhaps the inspiration for the Hessen soldier looking for his head. Hessen Lake is a peaceful crystal, crystallonian body of water that sits on a base of the mountain. While no swimming is allowed, the lake is perfect spot for kayaks, canoes, and because of the story of of how the uh, lake got its name, many folks will not care to take a dip in it either. During the uh, Revolutionary War, British redcoats and German Heisen auxiliary soldiers engaged American patriots in the uh, French in the French battle along the lake <coughs> and river. The American held the uh, ground behind a stockade wall and dismantled of Heisen cruisers or cruise of Heisen chase chasers led the uh, charge to capture the fort. Repulsed again and, and again, Heisen and the Redcoats eventually overwhelmed the Patriots, but at a great cost. According to local legend, some 250 Heisens fell during the battle, and their bodies and body parts were then cast into the lake. It was said it turned it turned the water red. It turned the red with. Turn the water red with blood, uh, promoting it soon to be called Bloody Lake. Ah, so that's why people don't like swimming there. And I'd be kind of creeped out about swimming somewhere where bodies and body parts were dumped. Uh, Timothy Dwight, who went on the went on to become president of then Yale College, was uh, revealed the horrors of the lake after visiting the battlefield. We uh we found that a small distance from the fort of uh, Fort Montgomery, a period of, uh a pond of moderate size in which he saw the bodies of several men who had been killed in the assault upon the fort. They were thrown into this pond preceding uh autumn by the uh British would probably when the British when probably the water was significantly deep. It was deep enough to cover the bodies up. Some uh, were covered at this time, but at a depth uh, so small as to leave them visible. Others had an arm and a leg or a body part above the surface. Uh, Their faces were bolted and misused. And their uh, postures were uncomfortable looking. Years later, the name of the lake was eventually be changed to Heisen's Lake. But the uh, creepiness of it seems to have never left. (coughs) 
ghost hunter Alex Holzer told the local paper in 2016 there were a lot of lost souls in that area. Well, duh, no wonder there's a fucking war there, dummy. Uh, many folks have claimed to see unfor un uh, uniformed highs and spirits roaming the uh, lake shores at night. One even uh, reported spectacles with missing lamps and glowing eyes. Oops, sorry about that. Well, I'm over here just whipping shit around like crazy. Well, guys, sorry this one was a shorty. And like I said, I'm doing more YouTube videos. So, guys, go check us out on the YouTube channel. You can see me live doing this stuff. You can see my ugly mug. But I do get a face for podcasting, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but hope you guys enjoyed the show tonight. Hope it was good for you. You'll have a great rest of the week. And it's uh, starting to get good, nice bonfire weather so you can tell little stories around the campfire. Ooh, that's another thing. If y'all got some old stories, old creepy myths and legends around about your town where you're from, send them to me. We'll talk about them on the show or something. But I want to say thank you guys. And uh, next week we're going to do something special. Since, uh, you know, all the wars over there in Ukraine. And Ukraine's fighting their ass off to keep their country. So, God bless the Ukraines. I'm going to do some ghost stories and cover some stuff in Ukraine. So, we'll do that now. So, well, I hope you guys have had a good time tonight. This has been Ghost Stories Told from the South, number 96, guys. We're getting close to 100. I'm so excited. But you guys, be good. This has been Stephen LeBooth. I hope I didn't scare you too bad tonight. But I will see you guys on the next one. Now remember, don't get too scared tonight when you go to bed. Bye. Everybody doing today? This is good old friend Uncle Dickie from Borderline Texas Trash, the most popular podcast in the world today. It's climbing up the charts faster than freaking slime on a stein, baby. Well, if you're wondering what the hell is Borderline Texas Trash about, and who is it, some bitch Uncle Boo? Well, Uncle Boo is the most recognizable voice in podcasting today, babies. We're going to get funky like a monkey on some ton of greens. I'm coming in on white lightning, baby, on a silver saddle to bring you the best of borderline Texas trash, baby. I'm your host of the show, Uncle Boo. We go over everything. We do a little bit of politics at the end, but not much. I don't step into that bullshit a whole lot. But we have fun. I go over stupid world news of the day, talk about uh, stuff from the past, what the cost of living or stuff was like that. And we just talk about all sorts of fucking fun facts, do a little joking around, and my niece joins the show sometimes. We do a little segment called Ash Handy's Garage on Friday nights, baby. That's our live show we do sometimes. And then I got the uncle that I talked to down in uh, Boothville, Louisiana, and he calls sometimes. And we have a little show called Uncle Dickie's Corner. So you guys come check out Texas Borderline. Borderline Texas Trash, baby. I know you will love it. 
We are on every platform you can think of. Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart. Uh, I mean, we're on everything. We're even on Podbean, man. We even got our own YouTube channel. We even got an Instagram account, and we got our Facebook account. So go check us out, man, and come listen to the show. You'll get to listen to Ash Handy, Uncle Boo, Uncle Dicky, and all the most recognizable voices in this motherfucking podcast in the world today, babies. Because we will get funky like a monkey, I guarantee it. Let's just say, baby, I've wine and dine with kings and queens, slept in dumpsters, ate pork and beans, baby. But I am your host of the show, Uncle Boo, Borderline Texas Trash. Don't forget about it. If you want to listen to a show to just get your mind off this crazy world and all the COVID and politic bullshit... <coughs> Come check my show out. Come check me and my crazy family out. Some of the shit we do, we do live uh, shows from the barbecue. So I'll see you later. Bye.